Welcome, scoundrels, to Cloud City Casino, your destination for Star Wars collecting and gaming. I'd like to thank you for visiting our fabulous podcast, Among the Clouds. And, of course, I am the administrator of this facility and your host. Uh, Nathan, of course, uh, didn't really want to ask him to do too much this week, so joining me instead is my wife, Christine Morris. Hey. All right, so you've been wanting to, to be back on the show for a little while, but we've got you back on now. So we got a few things that you want to cover, so for that, we'll go ahead and head into the vault. All right, so which one do you want to talk about first? Lego. Lego, okay. <laughs> Let's see. So we can start back to the first one that I really remember was your, was the Falcon one the first one that we got you? I think so. There may okay. have been one small thing before that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the big one. You've accumulated so many now, I can't remember which ones are which. <laughs> I do have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. So, you have the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. You have some of the little small ones from Target, like the Inquisitor's Tie, which is the little tiny one that you can get at checkout or whatever. And same thing with the... Uh, Pose X-Wing and the First Order Special Forces uh, TIE Fighter as well. Uh, let's see. Then you have the Hera's. Uh, or you have the, the little mini ghost with Hera. Mm-hmm. That and, one was one of my top favorites for sure. And then you have the Carbon Freezing Chamber. Yeah, that one had a lot of interactivity to it. And then you have not put together yet, but you also have the little... Uh, droids with the uh, escape pod yep have i missed so, one or no, is that the, all the ones that you've got oh um m- the other one that was my absolute favorite beside Hera was the little atat that's right i forgot that you did that one too he was making so. fun of me because i was posing it like it was a puppy dog yeah i'm like it's not a dog it's an <laughs> but AT-AT. it looked so cute and it was tiny <laughs> so so which one is your favorite out of all the ones that you've done so far? Still Hera, because she's so darn cute. Really? Mm-hmm. Even even more so than the Falcon? Well, okay. <laughs> They're in different leagues. Okay, I out of all the four hours ones, looking for that thing. He did try really hard. I was very <laughs> grateful. So okay. I didn't expect that we were going to get it just because we couldn't find it anywhere, and I didn't know that he was planning on getting it for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, out of all the little ones, Hera is my favorite, and then going bigger the falcon is still my favorite yeah and then it turned out all you really wanted were the little mini figures <laughs> so and i've been getting them too i got uh i got the the little uh there was the two sets for battlefront and i got both of those and i actually put those two together myself and then i also got the um snap wexley and but you put that one together for me Mm-hmm. How was putting that one together? It was fine. Right. Um, I, I I keep wanting to say Porkins. <laughs> it's not Porkins. And I'm like, is this Porkins set right? Wait, no. no, he's got a different name. Oh, that, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I will say props to all the people with the unboxing videos, or I guess the putting together videos, whatever you would call it. Okay. Um, because I wanted to do that for the Falcon, but I ended up deciding that it was easier to take a picture of each stage of putting it together. So I did do that. If you ever want me to post it, you could um, always put it on the Instagram. You have that's true. I could with filters and everything. It would look yeah. really cool. You have all the information. You just never hop on there. Sorry. Yeah. I'll be I'll be better. No, you won't. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. Okay, so uh, that was pretty quick. I thought you would have been. I mean, I really can go into more detail relevant. if you want. Well, I mean, that's what I'm going <laughs> to do. I thought that you uh, wanted to to really talk about this stuff, and you're like, yep, yeah, yeah. Go. So, um, I honestly, there's a lot to say about the Falcon just because there were so many parts to it. Uh huh. Um, I loved how w- after it's done, um, when it's sitting flat on a table or something all of the pieces on the top fold backward to open up so you can see everything inside the ship right um and you can put your figures in there or on the outside or you know however you want to do it um 
if you're a kid playing with toys. <laughs> right. Um, and then I like how the, um, I don't know what you call it, the exit ramp actually works. Yeah, just the the ramp? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the, all the figures that came with were really cool. Yeah. Okay. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And what you actually, you did get the, what I guess actually started it all was you got the little speeder for like little speeder bike or whatever i guess for That's ray right. back at force friday so, yeah so ray was my first one yeah so that was the first one that you actually got and that started it all and then i guess after that you got the atat and then you got the uh, the falcon or maybe you got the falcon a little before the atat i can't really yeah because i got the falcon first, for christmas and then um ended up getting the atat and then um the other, there's a couple somewhere in there, and then we got Hera, and then we got the carbon freezing chamber and the escape pod. Yeah, and so I know next you you saw the Hoth set, so you want the Hoth set. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that. Are there any others that are out that you're curious about? Um, there were some Rebels ones I think that I really liked. Oh really? Um, but I can't remember what they were. I just I, all I know is that when I get to the Lego aisle, I suddenly start freaking out. Right. <laughs> But I can't remember them when I'm not there at the store. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which ones that you would want. Because the thing is, with a lot of the Rebel sets that they've been discontinued, for instance, the Ghost has been discontinued, the Phantom has been discontinued. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing they just recently released, though, they actually released a new one from Rebels that is Kanan, and it's this from the Spark of Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And it's Kanan and the speeder bike with the little cargo crates and then a couple of the different little stormtrooper guys from Lothal from that episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a neat little set and that that's a newer one. And that's about it. That as far as I can think, like I said, the echo base one, that was one that you liked. I think you mostly just want it for the little robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always <laughs> like, you're like I want this big expensive set for the little minifigure. <laughs> I just want a Kylo. I don't really want Maz's castle. Yeah. Somebody just give me a little Kylo. Yeah, you're like I want I want to get the like you're talking about wanting the like you wanted to get the troop transport, but you really just wanted the phasma. Yeah, and then <laughs> um, didn't I like um, oh yeah whatever Leia's ship was, but I just wanted Leia and Akbar. It was uh, old Leia, General Organa. Oh, you mean the, um, yeah, that's the resistance troop transport. Well, that yep. one's actually kind of cool, though. I like that one. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, a Lego Akbar was adorable. <laughs> Just like the uh, vi- pop vinyl Akbar. Yeah. <laughs> His little eyes so far apart. Yeah. We Sorry. Him. And uh, something that's kind of funny, which we haven't, I haven't seen him yet, so we haven't gotten him. We got the Nine Numb, but we have not got the Akbar figure from The Force Awakens that's just come out. But he actually, his mouth can move. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. Well, now you know I'm done for. <laughs> so the other thing that, uh, talking about the, the pop vinyls and stuff, is we got our smuggle, smuggler's bounty mm-hmm. in. So this was the cantina box. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Did you? Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part? Um, I mean... You got this shirt in it, right? Not this shirt. No, this is a different shirt. Oh, no. Yeah. It was the... Um, I got the Muff Tech shirt. That's right. I mm-hmm. didn't like it at first, and then you put it on, and I was like, okay, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, I think, I mean, just to be honest, it was probably the least interesting of them. Like, if I would put them in order of one I wanted the most, the one I wanted the least, that would have been the one I wanted the least, but... Mm-hmm. I got the... You know, we ended up with the exclusive... Uh, Snaggletooth, so I guess you can't really complain if you get the the better pop vinyl out of the two than if you don't get the best shirt. Mm-hmm. You can't say too much. And didn't it have two pop dolls? It did. So it had a... So they had previously done Obi-Wan, but he had his hood up. This one, he has his hood down. And, okay. and everyone got that one. But the one that was different was that they had... The Snaggletooth, they had the red Snaggletooth and the blue Snaggletooth. And there's a couple interesting things about that. So back in the day, Kenner did Snaggletooth. They cre- they put that figure out and they put it out as the blue Snaggletooth. 
the blue snaggletooth was too tall for the character and he was wearing boots like silver boots and he just he wasn't quite right i mean not that they any of them were really right or whatever but they ended up discontinuing that one and they ended up doing a smaller snaggletooth later and he was wearing red instead Okay. And he wasn't wearing the silver boots. He actually had like little furry feet with like three toes. Mm-hmm. So the actual vinyls aren't just like, it's not a repaint. It's not like, okay, well some of them are painted red and some of them are painted blue. The blue ones is an actually, or it's a totally different mold as far as the body goes. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. And it actually even looks like the figure itself. The body is larger than the red one the red snaggletooth's body oh, it looks weird. like it's like a, sm- a little bit smaller body mm-hmm. to kind of reflect what kenner did back in the 70s oh that's cool yeah. okay i didn't know the story yeah so so very cool that they did that um you know definitely a sense of nostalgia the other things that it came with now it came with a chewbacca pin so it was kind of like the in in the last set we got a chewbacca Funko bobblehead. So this was like a little mini one on a pin, which was neat. Yeah, like an ink pen. Right. Mm-hmm. It came with a patch with Greedo on it. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That was really neat looking. I like the mm-hmm. color. And another thing that I noticed when I was looking at it, it actually says it has Arabesh, which is the it's sort of the the alphabet of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And so it actually said Smuggler's Bounty in the Arabesh as well as in English. Oh, I like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had a Bith or a Cantina Band member pin. Yay. Which was really cool. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's it, but with the exception of the shirt, which we talked about. I got the Muff Tack shirt, which of course there was also the um, Ponda Baba one and and what's really cool about the shirts is that they are they're sort of like wanted posters so for yeah. instance there's panda baba i can't remember what he's wanted for uh muff tack is wanted for burglary han solo is the other one he's wanted for smuggling and then the best one is hammerhead and i don't know what he was wanted for either and they're they're really neat because they're all pretty much just black shirts with the actual arrest warrant or whatever you would call it is in um it's in a different color each so panda bob is orange han solo's red muff tack is blue and then hammerhead is green okay yeah so yeah i i think a, a wanted poster is a good way to describe it it's like i was thinking of that and then you articulated it <laughs> <laughs> right right so that's pretty much it for the the box so, but you liked that one. Mm-hmm. And the next one is going to be Bounty Hunters. That sounds cool. Yeah. Maybe it'll have, I mean, honestly, I will say I used to give Bosk a hard time. I think <laughs> you, you used remember. used to give Bosk a hard time? No, <laughs> I don't remember you giving Bosk a hard time. I just was never really interested in him or whatever as far as the Bounty Hunters go. Um, and um, now I'm actually hoping for something with him with this next box. Okay. Well, they they already have a Bosk bobblehead in existence, so I'm not sure what they're going to do. Okay. You know, I don't I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, I can say just from looking, this box seemed to kind of reflect the first box. So I'm wondering if this upcoming box is going to reflect the second box. Okay. Kind which, of alternate. Right, because the second box didn't have two pops. It, it had a pop and a cup. So maybe it'll have one pop and then something else that's completely different. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to go with it. They can keep sending me coffee mugs. <laughs> I loved 3PO with the red handle. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, pretty much that it on that. Now, Target has come out with a couple more exclusives. And then you were talking about the shirt that I'm actually wearing right now, mm-hmm. which is the FN2187 Funko Pop t-shirt which is really cool and it has the it's basically the first order stormtrooper bobblehead but it's got the three little blood marks so that you know it's finn and it says you know so it says fn 2187 on the top and then an arabesh on the side it says finn 
Oh, okay. It's easy right there. Then it has the little first order symbol. It's a really cool shirt. Uh, I think it, it runs like 15 bucks, something like that. Okay. Uh, it's where you can pick it up at is over in the the DVD aisle because where they're or their media aisle because that's where they're setting up their little stand for the the Force Awakens. Uh, to oh, come out. for right. the Blu-ray and everything. Right. So you'll you'll find that over there, and then they also have Hasbro has their 12-inch figure set for, and it's 30 bucks, and it comes with BB-8. C-3PO with his red arm and then it comes with R-Zero something something. I don't know. So he's he's basically, he looks kind of like an R-6 unit if anyone's familiar with that where he has almost a coned type head. It's not round like R2-D2's but he has the little eye like R2-D2. So um, he's a different R2 unit and he's a white and black one. And it comes with all three of those figures and it looks really nice. Besides that, they have actually done their Finn or FN two one eight seven pop doll that it's exclusive to Target. That it's basically exactly like the T shirt. So that's right. Yeah, okay. we've gotten that one recently. And another thing that I noticed today when I popped in was that they have a book that's kind of like a. It's it's interesting. It's got like an actual CD that you'll play. I guess it reads the book to you. For The Force Awakens, and it has a, an exclusive poster for that. But that was a, a Target book that they had as well. It looked like, I'm not sure if it was Ray's book or not. I can't, I'm, I'm now sort of having a little memory lapse on it. But they had that over there too that you can check Ooh. out. So, yeah, Target had a, a handful of exclusives set up already. So, I thought that was kind of neat. That's awesome. It's sort of like Audible. Mm, yeah, but I mean, it's it's like a kid's book. So, I, I wasn't as interested. It was kind of neat. But so, it's more like Teddy Ruxpin. Sure, go with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'd listen to it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's really all that I have as far as handling collectibles and things right now, unless there's something you can think of. Hoping for a lot more cool Legos. Okay. They need to keep them coming. Okay. Well, Mark Newbold's going to get on you if you keep saying Legos instead of Legos. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Sorry, Mark. Lego. (laughs) I want a lot more Lego. Yeah. Oh. What? I forgot the most important thing. What? You forgot to tell them that Vanessa Marshall retweeted my picture showing that I completed my Hera. Okay. I just thought it was awesome. I was really yeah. excited. I couldn't believe it. Of course, my first guess when you said check your Twitter was Freddie Prince Jr. retweeted me. And you were like, no. <laughs> Close. <laughs> and then I was like, Sarah Michelle Geller, And you're like, not that way. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was really excited when I saw it was Vanessa. Even though she wasn't your first pick. So that's fine. That's cool. Well, I mean, it just, he was like, you know, <laughs> my heart throbbed when I was in middle school. Right. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much handled everything. So tell everybody where they can find you. So I am on Twitter now. Um, new name is Christy of Wren. Christy so of Wren. C H R I S T Y O F R E N. Okay. So that should handle that. But one other thing, we've got a little bit of help from Kevin Reitzel to handle our character focus that I've been promising everyone. So we'll go ahead and move into that now. Who are you? I'm Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. I'm Ahsoka. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. All right. So our character focus this week was actually provided for us by Davis Grayson on Twitter. And we are doing Wedge Antilles, so our, our first character, actually. And I have with me to, to discuss this, Kevin Reitzel. How you doing, man? Good to uh, be, be back on here. I miss you. Yeah, buddy. Um, I, I appreciate you helping me out with this. I, you know, We're doing two episodes this week because we just had so much crammed in. And I'm like, I can get this done. I'm like, no, I can't get this done in one episode. <laughs> well, I was like, you want to talk about Wedge Antilles? I'm game. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and I was, uh, you know, Nate, I, I didn't, it was too much to kind of ask him to, to do all of that, um, or to do a second episode this week, and uh, my wife Christine's like, well, why don't you have Kevin? And I'm like, why don't I have Kevin? That's the, <laughs> like, that's the perfect choice, right? Um, right? Especially like some of the stuff that we, we're going to get into with this. So, uh, most people I'm sure probably know a lot of these things, but then there's a lot of fun little facts that uh, you may not know. 
So for agree, instance, agree. Yeah, he's been one of my uh, favorite characters way back in the day. So I, I'm I'm happy to to take part in this, man. A lot of people really love Wedge, and he's always, at least as far as the original trilogy, he was more of a background character. He he had he was sort of there, but he didn't have a lot of lines or anything like that. But a lot of people have gravitated toward him. Yeah, he's the he's the hero that survived all the big battles, and I always used to joke with my friends mm-hmm. that his X wing on the on the side should have a bunch of Tie Fighters and like two Death Stars, you know, as <laughs> as kills, you know. Right, right. Well, and and a uh, and throw a uh, ad ad on there. That's right. Yeah, throw an ad ad on there. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was actually. Most people will say, okay, well, he was portrayed by um, Dennis Lawson. But actually, it took three individuals um, to, to make up Wedge. So, so three people have been Wedge, uh, at least in the first film. So uh, most people know Dennis Lawson, of course. He's the, the actor who, who was Wedge in all three films. Besides, He's the one that says, uh, look at the size of that thing in a new right. Right, yeah. Cut the chatter, Red, too. That's right, that's right. Chastise, chastise by Red Leader. That's right. Uh, but um, besides that, though, there was also Fake Wedge, which we talked about uh, way back with an episode with you on that the guy who is sitting in, in the Death Star briefing room and says, uh, what's he say, that's impossible, and then Luke is kind of like, it's not impossible, blah, 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 Womp Rat's back home, right? That was actually Wedge. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, but the actor was replaced. Apparently, I mm-hmm. don't remember. I've heard rumors whether either he couldn't make it or they wanted to go a different direction or something like that. But yeah, he was classified as Wedge. Uh, remember, because the company Decipher used to work for when they made the card game, they confirmed that, and the first Wedge card they released was that one, and we all do still refer to him as Fake Wedge. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah, so he adopted the name uh, Fake Wedge. But the actor's and name is Colin what again? Colin Higgins. Colin Higgins, yeah. that's right. That's right, yeah. And and you, you actually said that you have his autograph, correct? Yeah, he was at Star Wars Celebration 4 in Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, back in 2007. He was signing autographs there, and uh, I got my fake wedge card signed by Mr. Fake Wedge. But you know what? I think at the time, he kind of knows it, and he kind of embraced it, you know? So. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, of course. I mean... I mean, that's the way that I would have, if it were me, I'd be like, heck yeah, man. You know, cause that's, <laughs> it's not just a part. Cause if you say, oh, well I'm, you know, I'm this character. It's like, okay, well everybody knows that that's, that's that character. Kind of like how, um, the guy who played John Morton, right. He, he doesn't just go as, even though he, he was Boba Fett, he's not, oh, I'm Boba Fett. He, he specifically right. will only reference himself as Bespin Boba. Right, right, so. right. But he'll he'll own Dak. He'll always be Dak. Right, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. right. He did uh, he did dress up as Boba for a few shots. Mm-hmm. Um, now, actually, uh, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, Colin Higgins actually passed away uh, a couple years after you got his autograph. Then I believe. I, yeah, no, I remember hearing about that. I was, mm-hmm. I was sad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice guy. Nice guy. But now, hold on. You said there was a third wedge. That's right. So, David Ankrum. It did the voice for him. So uh, what happened was when when they did their voices in the uh, the cockpits of the, the X-Wings, things aren't r- really clear. A lot of times in films, they'll go back and do ADR or, you know, they'll throw um, like voiceover work in post. A lot of times they'll have the same actor do it, but sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll have another individual for whatever reason, now be it... Um, you oh, know, I bet I, I bet I know why they. I bet Dennis Lawson, because he's Scottish, had a very thick Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just speculating, but that's probably why. Quite, yeah, that quite possible. But it could also look at be, the size of that thing. Well, keep in mind too that they did all of the actual editing in the states, whereas all the shooting was done over in London. So that's a good point. They probably right. didn't have the exact audio that they they needed from the original shot. Right, right, and so they just, um, you know, and they didn't want to ship him over to, um, ship him over like he's some sort of product, but yeah, like <laughs> they didn't want to fly him over uh, just to, to say those couple of lines, so they just got another, uh, they got David 
Ankrum to do the voice of it. So that that's w- cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So that's why you know that that's the nice little gems that uh, you can find when doing research for Star Wars and stuff. And that was why you know I wanted to do this segment uh, for the show because I thought that that's a cool little thing that you learn and you can go and be like <laughs> go to the water cooler at work and be like well I'll tell you how big of a wedge fan I am I think there's actually <laughs> three people that played him did you know that no okay well you get back to me when you when you know as much about wedge as I do <laughs> that's right that's right so yeah so his first appearance of course was in A New Hope where he was one of the few to actually survive the uh, the Death Star run, or the attack on the Death Star. Yeah, his ship was damaged uh, in the trench, and uh, um, Luke said, uh, "You're no good to me. Get out of here." And he, when the Death Star blows up, uh, he's the other X-wing that you see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a Y-wing, I think, and a X-wing. and a Y-wing who has um, I don't know if in current canon it's anyone in particular, but I, I do know that that Y-Wing was actually in the Rogue Squadron. No, not Rogue Squadron. The In the Rebel Assault game, or Rebel Assault, and then I think Rebel Assault 2 may have been him as well, it was Kian Farlander. Okay. And so he was sort of retconned in as that character. And currently, I don't know if um, if anything on that's been changed per se. I know those... You know that game obviously is no longer considered canon. Right. Well, the important thing though is is Wedge is the one that survived and makes it right, into, right. Uh, makes it into the Rogue Squadron there on the Battle of Hoth. That's correct. Yes, because he uh, he had the the oh, what did you say the blown. What happened? What was it? His um. I mean, well, I, Luke, I well, Luke's, no Luke couldn't make the first shot because his mm-hmm. gunner was killed. And so Wedge right. and Jansen were the one that uh, made the first shot with the tow cables. And then, of course, he uh, says, good shot, Jansen. And That's they right. uh, successfully take down the first AT-AT by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tripping him up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, Luke, Luke was not, uh, I mean, he really didn't do too well in the Battle of Hoth as far as on... Uh, you know, in air now. Once well, he- you know, yeah, see, yeah, his snow speeder got shot down, but he made up for it on the ground. That's for sure. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. That that is true. But he did not, he did not do too well. You know, it's like this is the guy who made it all the way through and blew up the Death Star. Yet he's getting <laughs> shot down early, and you know, I mean, it, it it's not like it was Dax's fault. You know, <laughs> like. He wasn't flying the thing. Well, that's so. that's why they gave a chance for Wedge to shine. That is true. Did, yeah, so, they. Yeah. I mean, that really. In my opinion, I think that the Battle of Hoth really is more Wedge's, um, that that really was more, uh, like you said, Wedge's chance to shine. Because you get to the Death Star 2, and I mean, yeah, he was in the run, he did go all the way through, but he basically took out the little shield generator there supporting the the reactor core that then Lando took out. So yeah, and he took down several fighters as well. Yeah, and he's I mean, he's the uh, the leader of uh, the squadron as well. So right, yeah, yeah. They, he so, definitely he definitely got his promotion there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he he was he did something important there, but but to me that's still sort of more of a um, a side as as opposed to being the guy to actually take down an ATAT when it was such um you know such odds that they were up against if that makes right. sense right it's right right just my opinion but yeah and then he becomes the leader of Rogue Squadron after the fact in the X-Wing novels yeah oh god those are so good uh, <laughs> great great series uh, really gave his character to shine and several other secondary characters as well, you know, whether right. it was, uh, um, well, Jansen, um, yeah, Jansen, and uh, uh, was it Biggs Darklighter's cousin too? Was that uh, what it Gavin was? Darklighter? Yeah, yeah. Gavin, uh, Hobby, of course. Yeah. You know, a lot of the a lot of those pilots that we know um, from, you know, from the Battle of Hoth, really, they are, um, you know, they are in those books, and there was even a comic book series as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and well, you have to remember too, he is Corellian. Um, and uh, you know, that's where a lot of uh starfighters or, or you know, um pilots 
mm-hmm. um, hone their skills because you kind of you they breed well there. And his, uh, <laughs> that's racist <laughs> or speciesist or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's where you know, of course, Han Solo's Corellian as well, and right. also, also um, uh, Boshek, he's Corellian. Yep. And um, so I guess uh, it goes back where his parents were killed um, uh, when a starship refueling uh, depot exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know if that was the turning table or not, but uh, eventually then he went on to join the rebellion after that. So, um, but yeah, those X-wing novels, those are great. Uh, those are really, and uh, he got promoted. He became, I think, General Wedge too, if I remember correctly. Um, That's yeah. right. Yeah, that that was later in the um, the X-wing book. Now I'm wondering if that was in Stackpoles, or I'm wondering if that was in. Um, Aaron Austin's because I can't uh, remember. You know, well, they they kind of went back and forth, right? Uh, writing right. the novels, they piggybacked on each other a lot there. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard for me they, to remember if that was like was that during the Wraith Squadron stuff or the <laughs> Rogue Squadron. Yeah, well, eventually it was because I know I know uh, they brought back the uh, the Rogue Squadron and the New Jedi Order, um, legacy of the legacy of the Force novels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, now bringing that up, um, this is funny. You mentioned his parents. What, uh, what was his, um, what, what was that in talking about his parents? Do you know like what story that might've been mentioned in? Well, the expanded universe is just says that his mm-hmm. parents were killed, um, when they had a, a starship refueling depot depot and mm-hmm. it exploded. Um, and, uh, I can't remember if there, if there was a, a bounty hunter involved or some, some shady character, uh, either was taken off or try, you know, blew mm-hmm. it up or something like that. Um, but, uh, um, I don't know if there's a story that goes back beyond that, but okay. um, he was orphaned basically um, at a young age, and uh, um, and then eventually uh, caught up with the uh, the Rebel Alliance. Okay, yeah. See, I like because um, I always thought that uh, when I was like, oh, well, this guy's Wedge Antilles, and then of course we had Captain Antilles. So it, like, I always thought that that was like his dad. And oh yeah, no, just just a, di- a similar name, different character. Though. Right, right. Because I, I know, like, there's they basically they're like, no, no, that's like it's the same type of thing or whatever. But, um, because well, since that that stuff isn't you know canon and there, there's not anything mentioned so far as to like a connection or whatever, I'm just in my own head canon. I'm like, yeah, no, that's what's up. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> because, I hear you. <laughs> uh, initially, um, Ramus was meant to be played by, um, which it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but Lucas actually wanted Dennis Lawson to play Ramus in um, Revenge of the Sith. So, really? Yeah. Hmm. Which it doesn't make a lot of sense for me because I'm like he should be younger here. We saw him there. Like that doesn't. Yeah. Why would you do that? But to me, it's I don't know. To me, it's almost like Lucas is saying, "Well, there's clearly a connection here somewhere." You know, I'm like, "All right, that's fine. That's enough for me right <laughs> now." Until until they prove otherwise, that's my head cannon. <laughs> uh, but speaking of of relations and stuff. Before we got started, I was like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. Uh, Wedge is Obi-Wan's uncle. Um, Dennis Lawson yeah. is the uncle to Ewan McGregor. Correct. Right, right. <laughs> we, may, we might want to clarify that. <laughs> nah, nah. <it's... laughs> Either way works just fine. Yes. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's another cool thing. It's one of those things where you might know it, but then again, some people might not. But... You know, or, or you're like me, and you're like, "Oh yeah, he is." Duh, I totally forgot that. So, <laughs> another little interesting fun fact for it. Um, but but past that, the currently the only thing that I'm aware of that actually has Wedge in it, as far as new canon goes, is Aftermath. That's right. So, yeah. have have you had a chance to read Aftermath? I have. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's captured. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's he's captured in that in that thing. Um, and, uh, uh, he's crucial to the, the plot point of that. I don't want to give right. it away in case people haven't uh, done it yet, but, uh, they do bring him, um, into this fold and, uh, it, you know, it's funny as a reader or as myself, a listener, cause I got it on audio book first, right. uh, you, 
when they when you put Wedge in there, you're kind of wondering like, oh my gosh, are they gonna kill him? You know? <laughs> I you know what? I was the exact same way because like yeah, right there at the beginning. Why do you want to bring Wedge into this, man? Because well, they because they like shoot him. I'm like I'm like they just killed Wedge. Like they just um because I had known about Dennis Lawson saying, oh, I, I didn't want to be in the Force Awakens. I'm sure it would have bored me. And then I was just like, Did, was that their response? Be like, all right, fine then. We're going to just kill your character off. And now you can't be in The Force Awakens kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So I was right, like, oh, right. my God, they just did that. And then I turned the page and I'm like, oh, no, okay. It was it was just in the arm. But it was yeah. <laughs> it was brutal, man. Like, uh, was it Sloan that shot him? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. she was rough Ray, on old Ray Wedge. Sloan, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's a book I don't, uh, don't want to just go, it's great, go read it. I loved it. I really did. But a lot of people didn't I, I there's various various reasons i think the story itself is really good i think a um, lot of people had a problem with chuck windig's uh, storytelling style um it trans i'll be honest because you know mm-hmm. my friends of mine had that i remember uh dragon con the book came out uh, for that force friday and so my friends started reading it right away and they were mm-hmm. having trouble trouble with the way that uh uh, he had written the story, but I had gotten it on audio and it translates differently. Right. Um, but, uh, and you know, it's not the greatest book, but it's important to the story and mm-hmm. the setup, especially, um, uh, to, was it young snap Wexley? Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. and yeah. It, uh, introduction of other characters and just, you know, that everything wasn't so, um, you know, pretty flowers and rosy, uh, after, uh, you know, the so-called, uh, empire flopped, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it didn't, uh, they, they started kicking in their, um, prop propaganda machine to uh keep things rolling still and uh it was you know it took more of a realistic turn as opposed to the fairy tale ending that we got in the end of return of the jedi you know so everything everything uh was not so easy things got worse in some points you know right right but but i do like that they they do do it in a way that they don't uh cut down what you know they don't decredit um Oh yeah, yeah, totally, to and, and of course, and, you know, and they mm-hmm. got to highlight Wedge, which was great. And right. uh, you know, I think if you're gonna pick a hero mm-hmm. out of that um, that whole uh, time area that is not related to, you know, the main characters that we all know and love, he's a perf- perfect one to pick. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I like it a lot. I'm used to reading. You know, I like that style. I've, I've heard it called. Uh, stream of consciousness before you know but it's more for the for his pacing and everything it works really well um you know it's almost like like a script type of thing so it it transfers like i could see it really translating well to an audiobook in which and i have actually i've actually listened to the audiobook twice and i i think that it's you know as far as um as the books go and everything i, I think he did a great job with it that's my personal opinion. I know some people dislike it. I, I think there's there's more hangups than just that. You know, I think a lot of people were expecting because they were saying it's journey to the Force Awakens, and a lot of people were expecting the book to essentially be a bridge from Return of the Jedi straight up to the Force Awakens. Right, which it obviously couldn't, but that's right. what people would like to see. Well, it, it's interesting though because. It centers around um, Wedge and some other characters, and I found it entertaining that this new canon, after Return of the Jedi, you get a character like Wedge that is focused on. But if we go back in our in our history of Star Wars, uh, right after the Dark Time, we get introduced to um, the Thrawn trilogy uh, done Correct. by Timothy Zahn. And if you were an audiobook fan, like I have always been, um, Dennis Lawson does the voice for one or two of the books um, mm-hmm. of that yep. trilogy. And which I thought was great because I was, I'd always been a huge wedge fan and it was mm-hmm. nice to actually hear Dennis Lawson's voice on there. And uh, his, his accent wasn't thick on that. So that was good to know, but uh, um, <laughs> maybe it know, was actually uh, David Ankrum and they just <laughs> <laughs> pretending just... to be Dennis Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that I, I wanted to kind of mention was since, you know, we are a uh, gaming and collecting podcast, I'm not familiar. Well, I suppose actually on on the gaming side, uh, I do believe he's in the Rogue Squadron games, but I can't I can't say that a hundred percent. But I do think that he is. Um, I do believe he's in them actually. I th- um, I seem to th- remember that you're right. Uh, it's mm-hmm. been such a long time though. I have not played those games in a long long time, but I think yeah. you're. 
Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think I want to say it kind of switches the character that you play as. Maybe I don't, it's it's been a little while. It's and and it's and I say a little while. It's been like maybe a year or something like that. It's not been that long, but I can't. I have the worst memory in the world. But. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> he he was in the let's just say he was in those games, mm-hmm. and he obviously was in the uh, Decipher collectible card game because right after right. after Fake Wedge release, they did release a Dennis Lawson wedge for the Hoth set, and then later on mm-hmm. in the uh, the Death Star two set, which was one of the very playable. cards. Card, but uh, there's he's been coming out in some other merchandise and action figures, all right. Yeah. So, um, like you said, now that was actually the first thing that I know of was the in 1996 for um, the Decipher card game. Then a New Hope set was the first like thing that you could get of Wedge, as far as I was able to locate. Now it's possible maybe um, they did feature him on a Tops card, but I didn't see anything like that. Right. Besides right. that, he was actually in bringing up uh, the Zon trilogy. He was actually one of the micro little uh, characters for the Micro Machine Heir um, to the Empire set. Why? Well, gosh, I'm having trouble remembering. I remember the Micro Machines well, but I don't mm-hmm. remember. A uh, heir to the empire was he like a little tiny figure? Was yep. he in an X-wing or what was what was his so toy? So he was. So he was. The, uh, so, okay. So the way it looked, it actually looked just like the heir to the empire paperback of that time. Uh huh. And you would open it up like you'd open up a book, right? And on the inside, it had like a few little different micro machines. You know, a couple ships, um, and then a couple characters. One of the characters was actually a X-wing pilot with their blaster drawn. And it actually had his name down below Wedge Antilles. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> and and Man. he was also in the um, he, he was in a couple of them. Now they had Luke's uh, binoculars um, for uh, you know like on Tatooine, like it would open up and it was like a Tatooine playset. And for some strange reason, they actually had Wedge in that as well. But I, I want to say he looked different in that, but I can't really remember. It's actually kind of hard to find some. Uh, detailed information on, on some of those things without actually just having them in front of you, which I do not, unfortunately. And right. then, of course, he was also, I, I'm almost certain, and, and I think it was the same exact figure as the one from the um, the Heir to the Empire set, but he was also featured in the um, the, the Hoth set. So he, oh, he had it. Okay. Yeah, a so, micro machines, you mean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, was, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it was the same little. I, I see. Little I remember that one, but the uh, the heir to the empire. I gotta look that up because I'm really curious about that because I, mm-hmm. I love heir to the empire stuff. I, I when I see it, I try to you know get it if I can. Well, those yeah, those were really cool. I mean, I, I still like them because they did it for that. They did the uh, Kevin J. Anderson, the one of the Jedi. Um, Oh, what was it? The Jedi Academy books, and then right, I think there was like right. maybe another one, but it was it was neat because they they did just like a couple of little pieces in the set from the book. So, uh, for instance, like with the the Kevin J. Anderson, you know, they had like the Sun Crusher, and then right, you know, right. there's like a couple characters in a, a ship and stuff. Like I I think that's kind of neat. And then like I said, the packaging is actually like a paperback version of that book. Yeah, um, a little mini wedge. That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the yeah, and then the Hoth set. Like I said, he got a lot of love from Micro Machine or you know from Galoob back in the day. And uh, you know it, they they reused him in in the. But it's not just the regular Hoth set. It was actually the Luke one. So it's the one that looks like Luke with his uh, X-wing helmet on, and it opens up. And right, then right. Like the little uh, you've got the little. Uh, snow speeder that spins around like you push the little button or whatever and the snow speeder will spin around an AT-AT and then the AT-AT will fall down so it, it was a cool little set I did actually have that one as a kid um, so those were sort of the first few things you could get the first action figure of Wedge that you could get came in the Millennium Falcon carrying case Dude, I had that. <laughs> I I got that uh-huh. just not because of the Millennium Falcon carrying case, but it was the first wedge action figure, mm-hmm. like the three and three quarter action figure. And I remember when you opened it up inside the cockpit part of the Millennium Falcon carrying case, had wedge in a little plastic container with a cardboard um, uh, border around it. Right. Um, and then you would pop it open. Uh, it, mm-hmm. you know, he was kind of like sealed closed inside that thing. And then it, it was, it, he was fit inside the, the, um, yeah, the, uh, the part where mm-hmm. the pilot area and stuff. And I was so excited because that was the first time that they released a wedge action figure. Yeah. 
And they, unfortunately, initially, they got it wrong. <laughs> so do you remember if you had the correct one or the incorrect one? I don't remember at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, I I just, I, I wasn't. I wasn't up on like the mm-hmm. variants at the time and the different type of things. I think later on I heard that there was something wrong. Uh, what was wrong with the first set or set, first run? So initially what they did was for for whatever strange reason, it was it was essentially just like a, a repaint of the Luke. I think they may have given him a different face, but it was kind of like a repaint of the the Luke that they did, which they said it was like an X-wing, but it was actually right, the, the right, 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 right. So on the sleeves you know, there's kind of like some, like, I don't know what you'd call it, like ribbing or whatever down the sleeve of uh, right. Luke's jacket for the, the Snowspeeder jacket. They painted that white. Um, Not sure why, but they painted that white. And then his helmet was also very, very similar to Luke's, but it had um, some sort of like markings on the side that were different or whatever. So I it, probably got that first run, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it, I, just, I remember it didn't look exactly like right. a Wedge character would. I was just excited that it was called Wedge <laughs> <laughs> right. more than anything else. Right. You know? so, and that there was an actual Wedge toy that I could call mm-hmm. it Wedge. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, and then they, um, they did finally switch it over to where he had the actual green, or which I've seen it as green and I've seen it as gray. Um, the kind of filled in portions on either side of what they call the mohawk on the helmet. Right. Um, so they, they did correct that. Since then, there has been quite a few different wedge figures. There was one that uh, they came, it came in the comic pack. For I, be, I believe it was for the X Wing comic, but it was the, back yes, when they did. Yes, I re, uh, I remember that well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. for the back in the uh, anniversary collection. So they had and that's the, that's when they were getting the sculpt down of, of the what you know the real wedge looked like. Too. Right, and well, and so that's the thing. So it came with Borisk Failure, and I I really liked the head sculpt. Now I thought the rest of it looked weird because he was like in that strange robe thing, you know, that they had for the Republic. Right. Um, but the head sculpt was really really good. Um, besides that, you know, they released him you know, a few other times and he was also in the, uh, the vintage collection, which you can still actually get him from the vintage collection off of, uh, Dorkside toys. And it's, it's actually a really good one too. And then I own the black series version, which is his, like he's in the, the Hoth gear. Right. Um, you know, and, and so he's got like the the little bakava or whatever you call it around his, his head. So you can't see right. his, all of his hair and everything. But that's another one. That's really, really good. So they, yeah, they're toward the end. They started really nailing, um, the wedge figures and, and getting them right. Yeah. I, I, I was happy with the new sculpts coming out. Cause mm-hmm. you know, um, with Dennis Lawson's facial features, he was, he was obviously becoming iconic and, and, and especially in the, the X-Wing, uh, book series as well. Oh Yeah. Absolutely. So, man, that's uh, that's all I really have for Wedge for the week. But, I mean, I had a blast doing this. I've, I want to keep doing it every single week. So, everyone listening, you know, give us a, throw us a character out like Davis Grayson did for us. And, um, you know, we'll take that character and, and give a similar thing each week. And, uh, like I said, Kevin, I, I appreciate you hopping on here and uh, kind of helping helping educate me a little bit on some of the stuff that even I didn't know about on Wedge. No, I appreciate that. A Wedge has been one of my uh, um, biggest uh, Star Wars characters I've always uh, liked. And uh, he's he's always that guy that's always been in the back and they've given some speaking lines. And uh, he's always, you know, he, he was crucial in all the main battles of the original trilogy. How can you not like that guy? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um... You know, man, before you go, definitely let everybody know where um, where they can reach you. And then, of course, you've been uh, you've been kind of busy lately with your own podcast as well, if you want to mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, my friend Kyle and I, we are uh, um, co-founders of the Fandom Podcast Network. Uh, that's how you can search for us on iTunes, um, Stitcher, and Podbean. And uh, we got a couple of shows on there. We have our bi-weekly show called Culture Clash. And we cover pretty much everything uh, pop culture and nerdy. And uh, we cover all types of fandom. And uh, we have our regular Star Wars news and reports on there as well to keep everyone up to date on that. Um, and then we have a monthly uh, podcast called um, Fandom Flashback where we um, highlight a certain um, – 
uh, either comic series, TV series, movie series, uh, you know, a certain fandom that everyone likes, you know, uh, and uh, our first one is out now. Uh, we cover everything G.I. Joe. We covered uh, comic series, the toys, the movies. We talked to uh, a couple of uh, people that are part of the uh, G.I. Joe Finest Costuming Group because I was recently inducted into that myself here in the Southern Command. And uh, we also talked to another gentleman uh, who does a podcast uh, covering specifically the comics and TV show. Uh, and next month we're going to be doing Highlander. Uh, we're going to be covering all things Highlander. Highlander's just not TV shows and movies, uh, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on there. You can reach me at uh, on Twitter at Spartan underscore Phoenix. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. And uh, please check out our uh, fandom podcast uh, network on Facebook as well. And uh, also, speaking of Highlander, my good friend Norman and I, uh, he started up a, 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 a um, Highlander fan page called Blood of Kings. Uh, make sure you check that out if you're a Highlander fan, uh, because we're going to be going a lot more into Highlander later on. All right, man. Right on. And like I said, everyone, uh, definitely go ahead and check those things out. Anything else? All right. So that's going to do it for this edition of Cloud City Casino. Uh, appreciate everyone tuning in to us. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us in the meantime, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Cloud City Casino or over at the Cloud City Casino Facebook page. But other ways to get a hold of us are through our email, which of course is cloudcitycasino at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us and we will certainly read your email on the show. Besides that, of course, we can always be found over at the Star Wars Report uh, website, which is just starwarsreport.com. And if you want to make sure and not miss our regular episodes when they drop on Tuesday, or if we ever have uh, a little special in the meantime like this, you can just go ahead and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, So just go ahead and click the subscribe for that. And while you're there, if you just take one moment and leave us a review, it really helps people find our show. Certainly appreciate it. And of course, you know, we'll always give shout outs uh, to anyone who does that for us because it helps us out greatly. Scoundrels, thanks again. Never forget. Let the Wookiee win. This party's over.